I got to explore some really fantastic food at home and otherwise, and that always kept the interest in food intact. Hi everyone, welcome to Now Boarding, a new travel podcast by me, Payal Nair. This show aims at creating awareness about ecotourism, sustainable tourism, responsible travel, and a lot more. We will cover stories and journeys of people who are ecotourism specialists and those who are leaders in their field. We will also be talking to people who have had unique travel experiences, remarkable conceptual places to stay, unexplored cultures and ancient histories of various towns and cities around the world. Join me in this journey of knowing more about travel. Get inspired to see the world and discover your inner self. Hi everyone, uh, today I'm in conversation with Suraj Dikonda. Suraj is the founder of Avas Cafe, which is located in Peer, uh, which is in Himachal Pradesh in India. Um, and just for listeners who may not be aware of India, Himachal Pradesh is um, up north and I'm sure um, Suraj will talk a lot more about it. So thank you so much for joining me today, Suraj. Hi, Payal. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me and uh, our business in particular to this podcast. And I'm really looking forward to share everything I can about Himachal and uh, the idea that took place here. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm looking forward to that as well. So, um, so yes, um, to start with, uh, your mm-hmm. background, from what I understand, uh, was in advertising, and then you decided to move to food. So how did that shift happen? That's my first part of the question. And the second part of the question is, of course, uh, why did you decide to move to beer in Himachal? Okay. Oh, uh, that, okay. That should be like, a, I mean, it's it's a layered answer. So uh, allow me to explain you that. So uh, food has been a very integral part of my life because uh, ever since childhood, my mother uh, happens to be an excellent uh, cook and it always was limited to our uh, house household or a family circle and I have always relished her uh, good recipes so as growing up when you uh, when you're already getting such nice food you have certain expectation in the outside world especially when your mother is a experimentative person in kitchen that sort of uh, pushes you to also explore food that lies outside of your house and uh, that was something really beautiful happened from the very beginning, uh, I mean, very early age, that I got to explore some really fantastic food at home and otherwise. And that always kept the interest in food intact. Like it's one of the very few basic things like as an individual or as human beings that we, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's something that's very constant. It's not something that you uh, do it on an occasional basis. You do it on a daily basis. And therefore, that is something that became sort of integral in my life. Advertising happens to be uh, the profession that I chose because, I mean, I actually I have uh, graduated in management and I also done international business. But uh, having worked uh, in the shipping company as my first uh, job, I felt it, this environment is too corporate for me and I am a little more creatively inclined. So let me explore such options and advertising happened to be one of those options. And uh, it really taught me a lot about a lot of things. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, apart from like 
while doing advertising also i wanted to explore something that uh, that i can do independently and not depend upon uh, an employer say i mean individually i wanted to explore things and do things my way and see where they lead me so that's how this whole thing started okay um yeah that's interesting so food obviously as i understand from what you're saying has always been an integral part of your life growing up and otherwise um and so i guess the natural there and you you seem to have an entrepreneurial spirit in you so i guess the natural progression was then um you know to do something on your own um related to food uh, and that's how you know the idea of this cafe came about so um why himachal pradesh oh it, it's actually a very funny story i was in between jobs and uh, i had completed uh, say about 3 to 4 years in advertising and i had sort of reached uh, you can't say senior but mid level of the job that i was doing so by then i had worked with bunch of clients or, or i had sort of an experience about how advertising functions because i've also studied advertising in pr so uh, i mean there came a like you grow maturity over time in the profession you are in and i think i had i had reached a nascent stage of that maturity and this is when i was in between jobs and i mean no matter how creatively satisfying it could be uh, working in advertising but it is also uh, one of the most uh, i mean it it's one of those professions which take up a lot of your time and a lot of your effort to actually get things done so uh, yeah and attrition is also happens to be a lot in advertising industry anyway so i was in between jobs and that is when i happened to visit himachal and himachal i visited before a bunch of times uh, but beer was the first time and beer was pretty surprising in a way that uh, so most of himachal apart from the beauty the youngsters usually go to himachal for the natural herb which is uh, cannabis and the forms of it and uh, i i mean during college and all of that i also explored that side of uh, me that you know getting into recreational uh, stuff and uh, therefore i happened to be in himachal with my friends just to have good views and uh, yeah spend have some good time over uh, exploring uh, one of the natural herbs but this was my early years of college uh, uh, etc you can say but this time when i was in himachal i had i i mean i had grown up or i had not uh, i i was not indulging in uh, those recreational things anymore and this part of himachal surprised me in a way that it was a great mix of plains and mountains and there was something really incredible that was taking place in himachal which is paragliding so beer also happens to be uh, world's second highest paragliding spot and uh, in 2015 about 2 to 3 years before i visited beer a paragliding world cup happened here so you can imagine how it puts beer on the international map and the kind of community it uh, attracts from all over the world and that really fascinated me when i first visited beer it was it was very different himachal that i had seen it had the beauty of himachal it had something to do with adventure sports which is not at a basic scale it is at a world class scale and uh, there are literally people from all over the world visiting here and uh, yeah of course indian people as well to learn paragliding or to do paragliding so it looked like a place that has such a diverse mix and uh, i am not including i mean uh, 
there is also locals which are divided into two parts there are himachali people and there are tibetan people because uh, it's also a colony for tibetan refugees so it felt it can't get culturally more diverse than this and that is when i thought you know in himachal uh, i mean places like bakeries or probably places that serve tibetan food or say uh, himachali food or north food in general that exist but what if we i mean why is nobody doing south indian food here and south indian me being a south indian or just generally knowing people how much people admire south indian food for breakfast or just as a staple diet uh, for the flavors it brings it just came to me that you know i mean i don't understand why people are not doing south indian food here but it'll be so cool if my mother who's a wonderful chef can experiment something here and over time if we are able to get successful we can actually build a business on that idea so that's how this whole thing uh, you know started taking a shape while i was still in advertising and uh, right after i visited beer i went back to delhi joined a new company uh, it's a, it was an, a, a japanese ad agency and uh, while i was working there this idea just couldn't get out of my head <laughs> you know you sometimes you feel that you know there is something here and yeah. if i don't yeah. explore it i will you know not regret uh, it i can't rest before i explore it yeah 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 and you didn't want to regret it yeah no that's interesting yeah, yeah. so so that's how you then decided to um you know make the switch and you decided to go into it uh full on and set up this cafe with south indian food um and 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 my understanding is that your mom then was in the kitchen she was she's was or is the chef of the of the cafe um and so that's how you got into this business um am i correct your mom still the chef there right i mean it's been over uh, so we will be completing about 4 years in the coming month of june uh and you could say like initially when we had started the cafe it was a three people permanent staff and i i don't want to call it staff because my dad used to be on the counter my mother was the chef and there was no, there was one person who used to help her out with things around in the kitchen now as uh, as the place started within the first weekend itself we experienced such massive crowd because they felt that you know this food was something that was missing like imagine you're living in himachal for so long and you're just not able to taste this one cuisine which you would probably eat so regularly back home and not just with uh, i mean it 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 didn't come across as something uh, as a commercial establishment it felt yeah. very home like because yeah. there was yeah. there were yeah. these two people and uh, the the cafe was overlooking to these rice fields and you could see paragliding and it was not the, the vibe of the town in general was not very commercial so uh, yeah that that that's how uh, it sort of started in 2018 and uh, ever since it's been like any steps of growth and uh, retrospection and improvement yeah i mean that's that's something that you know with time and experience that that would naturally be the progression um so now moving away uh, suraj what does sustainability mean to you so uh, i mean uh, while growing up or coming from like a town ish area of india growing up 
at least till my early ages i did not think much about it i mean in school and all i mean uh, i mean school or whatever is taught in the school you always end up taking in a preachy way uh, and that's uh, sort of something that i mean i don't know how to put it in a right sense that but in early ages i did not take sustainability as seriously as uh, probably kids now would take it but uh, that's how it started and slowly slowly you see the world and see, you see the conversation and you see where things are going down and you actually start thinking about those things that you know i am also part of this community and i have to at least in my uh, uh, ability and control i can do things that can uh, that can not add to this problem that can that can help this problem get resolved slowly steadily so that's how this whole uh, you know thought part of sustainability lies in my head uh, when we did the cafe or when we thought about you know i mean if you look at our cafe in general like the interiors and uh, exteriors there is not a single thing that is made or th that has been used which is made with plastic generally to not have any visibility of plastic in the cafe around uh, that sort of gives i mean it's 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 in a way like a modern minimal culture also but uh, i think that's very important just generally to push this uh, idea of removing plastic from your life as much as possible uh, since we are in the restaurant business we have to buy a lot of these raw materials and not all of them you can buy by kilo or uh, you can get it packed in your own bags you have to sometimes depend on something that's already packaged and we feel really sad about it because we are a very like we we have to buy these things very often and they do not come in any eco sort of packaging so initially what we started doing is that we started segregating all our waste so if there is a food wet waste that would be uh, that would be contained in like buckets or something and since uh, beer is not uh, exactly like a city it's 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 a it's, it's a village it's a urban village you can call it there are there are a lot of these uh, there are a lot of people there are a lot of farmers who have cattle and they do not mind feeding this uh, wet food waste to their uh, cows so we we started giving it on a regular basis and uh, it it's a great way to dispose that off and it sort of uh, i mean it has its own cycle then there is dry waste which is a uh, collect uh, i mean initially when we were here there was no solution like link in terms of to you know dispose of this uh, waste and uh, people here over time they've decided to you know form this uh, form this initiative wherein you can uh, contribute a little all the businesses and the waste will be collected and it will be processed and that's where beer has reached now that now the waste uh, the dry waste uh, let's say tissue papers or the plastic waste is now being collected and it is processed uh, to you know sort of uh, send it to the industries which can make use of it so these are the sort of aspects that lie in the kind of waste we produce um, there's also about little things that you know uh, the straws that you serve at the cafe uh, they can't be plastic straws because plastic is going to uh, you know it just going to uh, fast forward to something terrible so we can use paper straws if you really want to give disposable we've also tried giving bamboo straws rather than the metal straws it's just more uh, you know natural feeling so there are various these uh, small small aspects which add to the overall experience that you know you can make something successful and yet it can be as sustainable as you want to make it so uh, <clears throat> yeah little trials every day
This episode of Now Boarding a Travel and Tourism podcast is supported by Podcast Melting Pot Collection, which is an inspiring podcast series covering journeys of culturally diverse and passionate individuals, and it also envisions to be a leading platform for motivational storytelling that inspires listeners from all walks of life. Now oh, that's interesting. So that is how, you know, you are um, through your uh, venture, that's the kind of um, impact that towards environment that you're trying to achieve, which I think is is very, um, you know, it, it's 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 a step forward, and um, it's it's impressive because you know it's like one step at a time, and then that's how if collectively then people also do the same thing and it has a cascading effect so no i think that's very very um uh, it's very impressive um some of the challenges that you faced um you know when or um all the other i'm assuming that there are other uh cafes and restaurants who have from what you're saying also um you know tried to with food waste and with the dry waste um, tried to help um, so that, you know, there's some uh, impact on the environment, a positive impact on the environment. But have there been any challenges in the process of you, um, you know, making this conscious effort um, towards making the environment of beer a lot more sustainable. So um, any challenges in terms of your guests? Um, has How have you connected with the local community? Because you earlier said that um, the local community is mainly Tibetan refugees and um, the local Himachal people. So how have you tried to integrate them into your um into your cafe into your day-to-day um you know workings of the cafe that's one and two um the challenges I mean that was my original question anyways the challenges that you may have faced in the process so uh, when we started the cafe as I told you we were a three people uh, team and as the cafe slowly started growing, we started hiring local people because, uh, yeah, I mean, they were something, so for them, cafe culture and working in a cafe was something completely fresh. But, uh, I mean, when you do a business in certain area, you have no option but to depend on the local, uh, local uh, manpower or uh, the staff that can probably be trained there. And that's how this whole thing started. So probably uh, women who was probably uh, farming or just taking care of the cattles initially or and doing household chores, she started working with us. We trained her to, uh, you know, how to operate in the kitchen and things like those. So that's how slowly, slowly we, I mean, it's not just the people who started working with us. It's also the local people who started visiting us for the food. It, these were the two ways we sort of made connection with them. And because the food was different and because the food was also like home-like, they felt like having conversations with us. They felt like connecting with us. They felt like, you know, these these, these people are very, very uh, different from us because they chose to come so far, almost 1500 kilometers away from their motherland and do something, try something new here. 
so that that sort of encourages people that you know somebody at this age has come so far and wanting to do uh, wanting to serve something that doesn't exist here that in itself sort of inspires a lot of people and that's what happened initially uh, initially i mean till so far also like people when they hear about the story they find it very fascinating that something like this could take place and that's how we sort of made a connect with local community and this whole uh, the waste uh, the wet waste and the dry waste part so as i told you i mean once uh, there are people who are working from the local community with your business they have their other uh, peripheral uh, things going on which is about the cattle or the farm so we always find a way to not throw anything that is in the kitchen which can be reused for example uh, we serve tea and the the <clears throat> the tea uh, leaves that uh, that is that that is the remain after you make a tea that that, that can be used as a great fertilizer so why not give it to uh, the people who are working with us who are also into farming uh, about the dry waste bit like so we were really i mean because this business was uh, business was throwing challenges at us every day we were kind of busy in tackling those but there were other people in what kind of, yeah so that was my question what kind right. of challenges and how did you overcome i mean just a couple of them as an example and then how did you overcome those challenges uh so uh, should i talk from more uh, from the business perspective or this is the sustainability uh, sustainability from the sustainability point of view yeah from sustainability point of view i mean uh so i i think there are two three facets of it one i have already explained about the whole interiors thing and how you give that no, so that was external... not yeah no so that was not really a challenge for you right i mean you were able to Uh, you didn't so i mean so from what i hear uh from all that you've been saying um you haven't really faced any challenges as such uh no i mean uh, okay so we had uh, since i i mean uh, you sort of have a world view or you sort of see what uh, sustainability actually means you reach a point that you have a basic understanding as to how uh, you want to do a certain thing so what i'm trying to say is for example i started this business in 2018 and by then i had an idea there is a climate change issue, uh, issues and there is something that one needs to do in the way forward of sustainability and therefore from the very beginning of the business we've ensured that whatever we do we do it in that uh, mind space or we do it in that direction so all these interiors thing i mean i'm saying we didn't face any challenge because the wood i mean if you want to take the sustainability route it is right there and you will i mean it is it's not too challenging it's it's a matter of choice that you want to be sustainable and then you can choose to be choose to do it uh that in that direction it's just that people don't choose to do that people don't want to uh, think or give a second thought let's say i am uh, somebody who invested in wood furniture and probably plastic furniture cost me at a 50% cost and they'll go for it because it's 50% cheaper so things like those i mean plastic has spread in the world because it's so cheap and it has because it's it's sort of uh, leak proof or whatever like it can uh, contain wet things dry things both so it sort of becomes a cheaper alternate but there are always jars there are always like glass jars or there's there's always paper based packaging 
people don't choose to go for it because it's not cost effective but in going forward how these whole disposable paper plastic uh, paper packaging or all of these things are coming up i think the industry in a few days or years will get to a point where it can produce something in mass scale and that is when the rates will be dropped and people will actually start considering it on a mass level not at a niche level yeah 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 no that that makes sense yeah i mean it's it's work in progress and it's Correct. people like you who um have the understanding of it from the word go and you are actually impl- you've implemented it and you've um, that's your choice and it's in my opinion absolutely the right choice even if you've had to spend a little more uh for your interior so that you're not using plastic um it is absolutely um for the future absolutely the right thing to have, have yeah done. there's another like small thing i want to add here so how i mean how the cafe started at a very small scale and where it is right now in a way i mean on social media also we have certain number of followers or we get, we get covered by various publishers etc so it sort sort of sends across a message within the beer community and we have seen this effect trickle down in the new businesses that open here that you know this business is doing uh, something good that's why people are getting in touch with them to sort of uh, have a word with them so this becomes sort of a benchmark that you know uh, abba cafe is doing uh, something in a sustainable angle and people are really liking it so why don't we also do it as a step forward or a basic thing to begin with that you know let's let's sort of not exactly copy but uh, improvise on what they've done yeah. and uh, yeah i mean you become like a benchmark because you're doing good and that really i'm happy about that we chose to be sustainable and not non sustainable and be a benchmark yeah no absolutely so you you've kind of um set an example um and uh, there are others who are following you and are, are taking your example as the possibility of yes it can be done you know it's it's nothing is impossible and you just have to be able to have that mindset so no that's um very very impressive and um i'm you know really pleased that your parents and you decided to make that move and also choose a place like beer uh, i've never been there so i mean i it's only visually you're most welcome <laughs> thank you so India. much yeah. absolutely yeah i'd love to i'd absolutely love to so um i'm i'm i mean it's it's just been so good talking to you suraj and listening to the passion in your voice and um you are clearly a change maker and um please continue to do the good work and i'm sure there'll be others who will who will replicate it not just in beer but it could be in you know other parts of himachal where something like this has um this kind of awareness has not been there so good luck with with your venture and i'm sure it's going to multiply into other ventures as well and do stay focused on um sustainability and taking care of the environment in your way uh because that is a step forward 
And so thank you so much, Suraj. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Payal, for reaching out. And I am I'm really happy about, you know, people who are taking a step forward, someone like you, who is trying to propagate this message and who's trying to make a reach to more and more people with the mediums that are available and with the kind of uh, things one can put together. So I wish you really all the best for uh, this initiative and I hope to see you around soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Suraj. I really appreciate it. I mean, like you rightly said, um, I'm also, you know, I have a voice, I have a platform, I have listeners all over the world. Um, and if I can contribute, not, I mean, you're obviously doing it on ground, but uh, for me, I'm... I am sharing uh, voices like yours um, to the rest of the world and in my little way trying to also contribute um, and help and um, yeah it's it's great I mean you know I'm sure hundreds and thousands of people will listen to um, what you've just shared with me and uh, beer could be their next destination as well so thank you so much once again and my my um, regards and appreciation to your parents as well for having at that age taken this step um, along with you and good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope uh, just like us, everybody just end up taking just one step and we'll move in a better direction maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. On that note, um, good luck again and hopefully see you and speak to you soon. All right. Thanks, Paul. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Now Boarding, a travel podcast. Check out other episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And of course, don't forget to share your thoughts with us. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes only on Now Boarding, a travel podcast.